Well, last week we started our spring series called 5G, and uh, we're not talking about the cell phone networks, but we're talking about five G words from the Bible that can transform our lives. Five words that start with G. And the first that we looked at last week is God. And we learned that if we want to see God, just look at Jesus. Because Jesus is God, as Doubting Thomas proclaimed. Well, today we're going to flip that around a little bit. If you want to see God, just look at Jesus. But if you want to see Jesus, just look at you. Now, of course, we can see Jesus in all the stories of the Bible. But the Bible also says that we are being changed by the Spirit to look more and more like Jesus ourselves. 2 Corinthians 3 says, And the Lord, who is the Spirit, makes us more and more like him as we are changed into his glorious image. And the Lord makes us more and more like him as we are being changed into his glorious image. Being a Christian doesn't mean getting saved and then just sitting around waiting to go to heaven. Being a Christian means growing to be more and more like Jesus day by day. So our second G word is grow. I know of uh, two organizations concerned with saving precious seeds for the future. You can't grow crops unless you have seeds. And having different seeds will be important as we go into the future, whatever the future brings. And besides, having different varieties of food to eat is just plain fun. I mean, would we really like it if the only apple we had to eat was the delicious variety, which isn't delicious? No, having those varieties to choose from, that makes life great. And we need to have varieties of seeds. In order to have those seeds, then we have to save the varieties that we have. So, one approach to saving those seeds is found in the Svalbard Global Seed Vault. Anybody heard of that? It's uh, on an island halfway between Norway and the North Pole. And there, buried deep within a sandstone mountain, is a vault containing one million different varieties of crops and vegetables. Half a billion seeds, all sealed in aluminum packets and buried there in the mountain. It's nicknamed the Doomsday Vault because these seeds are kept for centuries, frozen under the permafrost as insurance against disaster. Whether it be fire or flood or disease or, or insects or even nuclear war, these seeds are all kept safe in the vault, so we'll have them for the future. But half a world away, on a farm in northern Iowa, is another organization dedicated to preserving all the different varieties of seeds that we have. And here they take a different approach. They're the Seed Savers Exchange. Anybody ever heard of Seed Savers? Okay, a couple of hands. Down to Cora, Iowa. Seed Savers are trying to sa save the varieties just like the Svalbard Doomsday Vault is. But their approach is not to freeze them for eternity, but 
to grow them and encourage people to grow all these different varieties. And the way that they maintain the varieties is to simply grow them year after year and encourage people to share them so others can grow them so we don't lose these varieties. And I've been personally blessed by some of these seed savers. There's a black and white pea that was developed by the University of Minnesota, but it found no commercial market. So now the only way to get it is if you know a seed saver who will share seeds with you, which they'll be glad to do. There's also the Bear Island corn that it originated in, in northern Minnesota with the Ojibwe. And this corn is, is great for short seasons and cold weather. And it was passed on to me by somebody in church. And I've been growing it and sharing it as well. And then I have these beans. Came from my dad, who was also a member of Seed Savers. There's 14,000 members. And they make their seeds available so that they can be preserved. Now, I don't... Uh, I don't just keep them in this little jar, but I grow them out every couple of years because if I didn't, the seeds would be dead. If, if I just kept those original seeds that my dad had given me decades ago, they would be dead by now. But I grow them out, and I refresh the seeds, and then I also get to eat the delicious beans, which is why we grow stuff in the first place. It's a different approach. This is how Seed Savers has saved tens of thousands of varieties from extinction. One group saves seeds by freezing them. The other group saves seeds by growing them. And the Bible commands us to be more like Seed Savers than the Doomsday Vault. 2 Peter 3.18 says, but grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. But grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be glory both now and forever. Amen. Jesus saves us to grow, to be a blessing to the world, to increase in faith and knowledge and love, to be transformed so that our lives look more and more like Jesus each day so that we are blessing others and, and being blessed in the process as well. Jesus doesn't save you by freezing you just the way you are. Jesus saves you to grow and flourish and look more like himself. Last week we saw how Jesus is, is powerful, calming the seas, silencing the storms, healing the sick, working miracles. And you know, it'll take a lot of growing until until we have that kind of power. But there are other ways we can look like Jesus. You know, a lot of powerful people don't really reflect Christ. You don't see much of Jesus in them. So if, if you want to truly grow to look like Jesus, well, well, let's try some other ways. Let's try to, for example, develop humility instead. As much as Jesus was powerful, the most memorable part of Jesus is his humility. The Apostle Paul says to the Philippians that if they truly want to have Christ inside them 
then they will not only show love and compassion and unity and joy, but, but they will adopt the same attitude that Jesus has. The attitude of humility. We find, the, find this in the familiar words of the second chapter of Philippians. Is there any encouragement from belonging to Christ? Any comfort from his love? Any fellowship together with the Spirit? Are your hearts tender and compassionate? Then make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other, loving one another and working together with one mind and purpose. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble. Thinking of others is better than yourself. Don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. Therefore, God elevated him to the place of highest honor and gave him the name above all other names, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue declare that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. A few years ago, the Dutch Prime Minister, Mark Rutte, was the talk of the internet. And it wasn't because he was so powerful. It wasn't because he had the, the brightest policy ideas the greatest political skill, or even because he held a high position in government. What caused the world to take notice was that he cleaned up a coffee spill. While walking into the government building in The Hague, the prime minister dropped his cup of coffee on the floor. Grabbing a nearby mop, this head of a major European country began to clean up after himself. And noticing what he was doing, the building's cleaning staff gathered around him, and they began to applaud and cheer him on. Now soon a clip of this went viral, and, and people from around the world were amazed to see a head of state do something so humble as to clean up his own mess. But some Dutch commentators said that the media was making a big deal out of nothing. That it was just normal for someone to clean up after themselves. But I don't think it's that normal. Just see what happens if someone drops a, a drink at McDonald's. They probably aren't grabbing the mop and cleaning up. The reason that this went viral is because it's not normal for people to humble themselves. Humility isn't all that common, especially for someone in a high position. And no one is in a higher position than Jesus. As Philippians says, God gave him the name that's above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow and tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And yet this very Jesus is the picture of humility. Remember what he did on the night in which he gave us communion? I don't mean the communion part of it. We'll recall that in a minute. But he did one other thing that night. 
But remember what it was? Washing the disciples' feet. Now, that seems really weird to us because we don't normally do that. You don't normally go to somebody's uh, house for dinner and they tell you, take off your socks, we need to wash your feet. That would just be weird. But it's not so weird if you live in a, in a, in a climate and in a time when the roads are dirt and you're walking around in sandals. It's not so weird to clean one's feet. But what is weird in the circumstance is who did the cleaning. See, washing feet, that was a job for servants. That's what slaves do. That's what the little people do. Not the host. Not the person throwing the dinner party. And yet Jesus grabbed a towel and he cleaned the disciples' feet. And he told them, I have set you an example that you should do as I have done to you. That's John 13, 15. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. And I don't think he's telling the people here that they need to be washing everybody's feet every time they sit down for dinner. No, I think he's, he's telling them you should humble yourself and serve others. You should humble yourself. Try to serve others and put others above yourself. As Philippians said, don't be selfish, don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourselves. Don't look only to your own interests, but take an interest in others too. Because that's what Jesus would do. You want to grow to look more and more like Jesus? Well, you can start with humility. Nothing will catch people's attention like humility. But of course, there are many other ways that, that we can look like Jesus. I mean, Jesus was a person of prayer. We can be people of prayer. Jesus was a person of compassion. We can be people of compassion. He was kind and patient and forgiving and loving, and we can grow like that too. In fact, we are commanded to grow like that. But the image that the Bible uses is not of planting seeds, but of putting on clothes. Just like when we wake up in the morning, we get to decide what we're going to look like on the outside by the clothes that we wear, right? Everybody this morning decided what they were going to look like, what clothes they were going to put on to show to the world. Well, the scripture tells us to choose what we're going to look like on the inside, too. To make our insides look like Jesus. Colossians chapter 3 says, Since God chose you to be the holy people he loves, you must clothe yourselves with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. And above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. Grow these things in your life, and you'll start looking more and more like Jesus every day. But also remember that, that the Christian life isn't a self-help program. We can do things. We can plant the seeds of kindness, humility, and love. We can add the water of forgiveness and patience and acts of mercy. 
but the growth comes from God. And that's the same way with the seeds as it is for our life. The growth comes from God. It's the work of God's Spirit within us that grows us to look like Jesus. Paul says this of his ministry in Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 3. I planted the seed, Apollos watered it, but God has been making it grow. So neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything but only God who makes things grow. God makes things grow. And God wants to save you and help you to grow into the image of Jesus Christ. You are precious and unique, just like those millions of varieties of seeds that have been saved. If the world loses those precious seeds, well, it'll be, it'll be a loss. If there's no more Bear Island corn, if there are no more peas from Minnesota or beans from my dad, That'd be a loss. But it'd be an even greater loss if the world could no longer see Jesus in the lives of his people. And since we can't freeze people underground for thousands of years, uh, at least not in bringing them back to life, then we need to keep growing. We need to keep growing and multiplying that way. And so... Let me suggest uh, this morning that you start by trying to grow a little humility. That you plant that seed, if you will, if you, if you put on the coat of humility. And, and you can do that. Maybe, maybe you can be like Prime Minister Rudy and just do something simple and humble with spilled coffee or anything else in life that that, that you might encounter this week. Find an opportunity to do something humble. Or maybe, maybe you need to follow in Jesus' feet, take care of his friends. How, he washed them. Now, don't ask your friends to take off their socks, but what can you do to bless others? To put yourself not in the high position that you may deserve, but to humble yourself like Jesus and to serve others. Or maybe it's even letting somebody serve you. You know, one of the most humbling things is to let somebody else take care of you. Anybody that's been in the hospital or been in a nursing home knows that. It's so humbling to allow somebody else to take care of you. Maybe your act of humility this week is to allow somebody to care for you, to set aside that, that tough guy act, oh, I don't, I don't need any help, I can do this on my own, and just let somebody serve you. Whatever it is this week, I encourage you to, to, to plant a little humility, to put that on, and then grow a little bit more like Jesus through the power of the one who makes things grow. Let's pray. Oh God, sometimes we think we're, we're done growing. We have, uh, we've gotten through school and we've gotten through so many decades and, 
And we figure now it's just the time to sit. But Lord, you're always working new life. You're always trying to shape us more and more like Jesus. So Lord, help us to seize those opportunities. May we be open to your, your spirit as it shapes us to look like you. And, and God, if we're going we're gonna to pray something big. We're going to ask for an opportunity to be humble because you were humble. You came to be as one of us, setting aside all the privileges of being Lord and God. You came to be with us. Lord, you even washed feet. So give us an opportunity this week, Lord, to humble ourselves and to look like you.